The following podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The views and opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the host and of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of any entity that the host and or guest have, are, or will be affiliated with. Any content provided by the hosts or any of the guests are their opinion. Literature discretion is advised. Hello, everyone. Just Adam from the editing booth here uh, with some extra things before we get to the episode. First of all, this episode is uh, late, and that's just due to me moving house and also being pretty sick um, in, until recently. So... Uh, I deeply apologize for the uh, tardiness of this episode. Um, Also, uh, further disclaimer on uh, the subject matter and also the way we recorded it. First off, uh, the way we recorded this episode, as I mentioned last time, was with my computer's onboard mic instead of the actual uh, good mic that I'm recording with right now. Um, So we apologize for that. Uh, Also, um, this episode deals with some pretty dark topics, including fascism, uh, depression, and suicide. Um, And if any of these or any of the jokes we make uh, trigger anything for you, we deeply, deeply apologize. And uh, I apologize on my behalf and also the behalf of my guests for any offensive jokes we may have made. Um, And we completely understand if you decide to skip this episode due to the dark themes. And you can pick up our next episode, which is on a much lighter topic. So without further ado, here is this week's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome to Throwing Tomatoes, the podcast where we take a random look through film history. I'm your host, Adam, a.k.a. Some Dumb Ninja. And with me for this month, we have the pilot crew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there was and there was much rejoicing. Uh, we have uh, Eli, fan favorite guest, according to my mother. <laughs> I don't like the implications of that. Uh, Xander. Yep. And Beetlesaurus, aka John. How's it going? Um. So, we can blame Xander for this one. We're going to blame Xander for this Whoa. one. <laughs> we, the, the randomizer, in its infinite wisdom, gave us... What, what the fuck's the movie called? A special day. Come on, man. <laughs> it's such a special day for a special episode. Yeah. 1977, starring Sophia Loren and Marcelo... Mastroit, master, I can't pronounce that last name. Marcella Masturbator. (laughs) Um, Something Italian. uh, Has anyone heard of this movie outside of looking at the description? No. Nope. Absolutely not. Oh, God. Uh, Zen, do you want to read that description to us so we can all cringe? Nah, I'm good. There you go, host. (laughs) Sure thing, buddy. That's your job. (laughs) <laughs> Fuck you all. Uh, <laughs> oh no! In Rome, a fa- in Rome, fascist supporter Emile uh, Amal Bill. <laughs> I-, I can't pronounce that. Right. Absolutely says Emmanuel. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I'm getting invaded by Rome, aren't I? <laughs> Your house gets invaded by Rome. If uh, we should have John read it. Yeah, hey John. <laughs> Your turn. If I get yeah. crucified on an upside down cross, you guys know what happens. You're next if I fuck this up. In I can't Rome, read. Fascist supporter Emmanuel attends a parade commemorating Adolf Hitler's historic meeting with Italian leader Benito Mussolini, leaving his apolitical wife Antoni- Antonietta uh, to attend to tend to household duties. Antonietta encounters a man, Gabriel, who appears surprisingly nonplussed by the political event. Over the course of the day, the two forge a close friendship that will forever change their perceptions of life, love, and politics. I could not be less excited about this movie. <laughs> it's a political movie! A political love movie? I would rather pull my toenails out. With a rusty spoon. <laughs> yes. Are you um, correctly close into the Cold War? <laughs> it's the 70s, so yes, it's a, it's a Nazi movie. No, it's an Woo. anti-communist movie, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I guess well, we'll find out. <laughs> if we have to use our no Nazi clause, we can. <laughs> it's the Nazis. <laughs> which which they is fully name drop Adolf Hitler in the first and sentence of the, the description. I think there's gonna be Nazis. <laughs> hey, if we watch the first few minutes and then and they don't condemn it. Or well, we it's, can't it's understand all nice. a single fucking word they're saying. Hey, that one didn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> that never happened. I mean, in all fairness, we know it's not going to be in Germany. <laughs> oh, yeah. Be- and oh, this yeah. podcast won't be in Germany because of that. <laughs> yeah, true. It may not be in Italy. <laughs> it's not going to be in Italy because I insulted all of Italian. <laughs> all, all of, of Italia? Italia? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> the origin of sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Retake. <laughs> Oh, no, fuck it. We're doing this live. <laughs> what? <laughs> what kind of a live studio audience? Hi. <laughs> that's, when they, that's when the clap track goes off. Yeah. <laughs> clap track? What? Clap track. I would, I would just start over. <laughs> no, this is all good. This is all gold. <laughs> We're leaving this, this in. Perfect. I'll have a good laugh at 3 a.m. when I'm editing this. Right. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> we're only three episodes in and we're already running out of jokes. Oh my god. We are the jokes. Uh, oh god. So when we return, we will tell you if we're using our Nazi clause. Which <laughs> which is not the weapon of choice here. And is not German and it's not nineteen so bad. It's not nineteen forties own German Santa Claus. I was about to say the only way you could say it worse if you go that's our Nazi final plan. My joke was gonna be Nazi Wolverine. Nazi Claus. Doesn't that exist? That probably exists. Probably. I mean, we, we've got... You know, Superman Lane. We've got to have yeah. Nazis in Marvel, right? Oh, they got Nazis in DC, too. Yeah, true. That's a whole different can of worms. Yeah, they stormed the Capitol. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Politics! <laughs> oh, no. You're Man, now this podcast isn't going to be in America, either. Uh-oh, Superman's on a no-fly list. <laughs> We'll save this for the comic book podcast. <laughs> We're stalling. Yeah, because none of us want to watch this movie. Well, when we return, 
We'll tell you what's going on. Well, the ones and zeros picked it, dang it. <laughs> they were your ones and zeros, damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry that my oh, luck with rolling things is bad. <laughs> the human race was a mistake and we all suck. We'll be right back. <laughs> so, we just watched A Special, a special day. day. You really can't remember the name of this movie, huh? It's aggressively wanting to leave my brain. <laughs> um, we have thoughts. Uh, quite a lot of them. I don't know if... I don't know how many of them we can voice. So... Want to talk about a roller coaster movie? Yes. So where do we begin with this experience? I think is the best way to describe this. Cinematography? Phenomenal. Oh, Fantastic. absolutely. Fantastic. Excellent. Story about the plot and everything? Really good story? Really good idea. I t uh, Execution? Is a word for it. Yes. <laughs> so, we didn't know what we were getting into. And the first half of this podcast is really cringy in retrospect. Yeah. yeah I mean, we, we were shitting all over it and did not expect anything good from this movie. And boy, are we eating our words. However. <laughs> However, there's some problematic elements of this movie. Yes. It didn't I, age well. I think... I don't think I would say that. It would... Because a lot of it was just actual history. I think it's intentional. But, yeah. It, I, Intentionally it was, problematic. It was uncomfortable at points, but I think that was the point. That was the right. point. Okay, so... We should probably go over the basic plot, just so you don't have to watch this movie. Well, it starts with actual footage of the day the movie's based on. Yes, the which day is... the Nazis move into Italy. Yes. There's a giant parade with Mussolini and Hitler himself. We... Seven minutes of Nazi footage. It's a sentence I didn't expect to say today. <laughs> um... And that's about it for that. Yeah. There's not much to say about it. It was very uncomfortable. And we're like, well, if it's just this, then... We're not going to watch it. Yeah. But it turns out that whole, like, thing was just the score. Yeah, it was It was the setup. For... It was kind of like the opening credits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Smash cut to a... Uh... Well, it had a really... It didn't smash cut. It more faded into it. Yeah. yeah. Very smoothly. Mm-hmm. Good transition. Yeah, the editing on this movie was excellent as well. Um, it had a really good crane shot that I missed, where it goes through, like, through the sky and then through a window into this woman's apartment. Into it's it's a a four sided like complex of apartments um, that is <laughs> acoustically horrid. But yes. I, th I think that was the name of the complex, acoustically <laughs> horrid, but in Italian. Yeah, I'm not. Also, gonna... also, this movie was only subtitled in in English. Everything else was Italian. Which, hey, we got our foreign film out of the way. Yeah. Well, that was Hercules, but anyway. Right. <laughs> God. Starts with her waking everyone up. It it kind of goes through her day of what this housewife does, and it, it's 1958. Is when this movie set, and it kind of goes through thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Excuse me. Thirty-eight. I was thinking of Hercules. If it was fifty-eight. Yeah. There wouldn't be the Nazi party. Yeah. Thank God. 
Um, and it just kind of goes through, like, her routine. And it sucks. <laughs> Where basically everybody has things to do, and then she's just left with the messy house, and that's she's, her day. She's a mother and a wife, and it's a thankless job. And, I mean... Her complaint is that she needed three wives. Three, this house three moms for this family. One, one to clean the uh, rooms, one to clean and cook, and the other one to sit down and do nothing. Yeah, the other one to stay in bed all day. Yeah. yeah. And her husband does... Did you did you catch what he does? Uh, he works at, like, the, the embassy or the something embassy like that. In, in Africa. Africa. Italian Africa. So, and she kind of put it politely that he does, like, visitor services. Things. But what it sounds like is he processes... People to go to camps is kind of what I think that was implied. The whole point is that the husband is really, really fascist. Like, and, all in on this. And, yeah. And a huge asshole to his wife. Yeah. Because uh, it's later revealed he's having an affair. Or multiple. Yes. Implied multiple. Yeah. yeah. But the, the major one is with the school teacher. Um, because the... She can write yeah, romantically. The, Right, right. The main the main gal is uneducated. Well, she says she's uneducated, but I think but she can read. I think it's implied she just did primary school. Yeah. She didn't go any further than That was just what she said. She said that she wasn't educated. Yeah. And then she has a chance run in with well, mainly it starts with her Going to feed and clean the bird and also leaving all the windows open. Leaves the, cage, the cage. Leaves the cage, the cage open and the window next to it open. I think just because she was having... She was reading a, uh, one of her son's comic books and like ha- kind of having a bit of a... She a was... Fantasy of not being... Yeah. Not being a freaking housewife. And... To six children, mind you. Ugh. God. I'll pass, thanks. Yeah. And... We should also mention that the landlady has drank the Nazi Kool-Aid, too. Yes. Uh, well, immediately after everyone left to go to the parade, she pulled out a huge radio that, for some reason, could play through the entire complex at all times and just blasted the parade. So that's the that's the back's uh, score for this movie yeah, the yeah. whole time, is, is a radio broadcast of the parade that's occurring. Which mm-hmm. is a very interesting way of doing that, I have and to I say. I liked it. It was yeah. interesting. It was cool. <laughs> it's it's yeah. It was a it was a really good way of doing that. Um so the bird escapes. Um it's it's some it's not really a parrot or anything. It's kinda no, like it's a, a minor resident animal person <laughs> informed me. Um a minor is a type of songbird oh, that okay. mimics. Um I mean, they're they're very colorful birds usually, but or they they're the ones that I generally think of are usually all black with specks of color in different spots. Yeah, um, not common house pets though, in my opinion. Maybe maybe not these days. I don't know about house pets back in the forties. Yeah, or maybe in Italy it's more common. Maybe. Yeah, we're just dumb Americans. The more common one is the Bali minor. But that's a more tropical bird. I gotcha, I gotcha. So the bird gets out and trying to get the bird, she has a chance encounter with the guy who lives across the way. Gabriel. Yes. I how, 
how do you say her name? It's uh, Antonietta. Antonietta. Okay. Um, it, which, it, which her husband doesn't even call her. I think he calls her like Antonia. Antonia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thought it was Antonette. Ant- yeah, Antonette like is what he calls her. Which it wasn't her name. It's probably the name of the the uh, freaking the teacher. Yeah, the teacher. <laughs> well, let's be honest. And she runs into this guy, and you think the movie's going to be like, oh, they're going to have an affair, and he's going to sweep her off her feet. And he is very charming. Very. Handsome and charming. Although the first time we see him... Very friendly. Yeah. Extremely friendly. The first time we see him, he's he's at his desk writing notes, and he has a loaded pistol next to him. (laughs) And we're like, oh, shit. Um, and he stares at something, and it sets him off, and he throws all the stuff off the desk. It was a picture of a woman who we never got full confirmation on, but I think it was his mom. It started with a picture of what looked like him and another man, and then the picture of the woman. Right. So, yeah, I think the the picture was of either his, because he mentions later um, he was engaged to a woman. Uh-huh. So that could be her, or it could be his uh, young picture of his mom, because he was really close to his mom. Right. Um, turns out uh, the neighbors is gay, and that's a that's a big no no in fascist Italy. <laughs> but we also don't learn that for he a good while. Be, well, he used to be a uh, voice on the radio. Yeah, a, a yeah. Radio host. But they the radio station found out about him. And but they booted him. They said they fired him because he was anti-fascist. Right. Yeah. Like a center. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A naysayer, rather. Yes. Yeah. And that that's was their cover. That's what the lame lady keeps trying to tell uh, our heroine, I guess. Yeah. The you main gal. That. Is that he's a subversive and he's not to be trusted because he's anti-fascist. Which, right. Uh, um, yeah. Oh, God. So... They help get the bird in. Yeah, he helps get the bird in, and they're they're chatting about uh, just this and that and the other thing. Officer gives, Coffee. Officer Coffee. Then he gives Officer the book, the four musketeers. The three musketeers. It's the, yeah. It's the three musketeers. Because she mentions... It's the one she goes radio. a radio show, the four musketeers, which is a quiz show. Yeah. yeah. And I think Landlady blasts the quiz show Probably. is my only just explanation. Like everything else. Oh, man, she... Which must be how... Because that explains how she said that they participate in the quiz show, but they don't have a radio. It must be the landlady. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe she... It sounds like this this woman doesn't really do anything. Mm -hmm. Other than, like, the housework. So maybe the... Maybe, like, the... um, The kids and the husband talk about... Maybe. The radio show. Um, true boy. So they're kind of hitting it off. And like we said, like, uh, like we said, it, it kind of feels like, oh, they're gonna. She's, yeah. she's immediately romantically interested in this man. And you're supposed to kind of get the feeling that he might be as well. Yeah. Cause he's real suave and he's kind of teasing her mm-hmm. and he's very playful. Yeah. He's also, you, it could be read as flirting as well. Yes. Teaches her how to dance. Yeah. Yeah. He has like little dance steps, and he's like doing the rumba. Yeah, <laughs> rumba, I think rumba. Yeah, that's when radio gets cut on. He's doing, he's doing the, uh, 
robot <laughs> vacuum cleaner. <laughs> Look, this is a really heavy movie. I gotta get the jokes in when yeah, I can. Yeah, there, goodness. There, were, there wasn't a lot of comedy in this movie, so there's less to joke about without feeling bad afterwards. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Very serious toned movie. Yeah. Yes. However, I I am a proponent of if you put something out to market, it can be criticized. So here it we are. Be yes. Exactly. It's like if we got like a cancer survival movie or something. Right. We would still be doing this, and honestly. I think this movie came out okay. Yeah, um, the, 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 the one scene that we all don't want to talk about is the only one, really, that I had an issue with. And other yeah. than that, this movie was very well made. Very and, well shot. And even that scene was very well done, but just wildly uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah I think... Because it was so well done, it right. was really uncomfortable. I think intentionally uncomfortable yes. as well. Yes, definitely intentional. Um... <laughs> So, there's honestly not a there's not a lot to stall us from. But she gets she gets back to her apartment. Well, it starts with they're getting the laundry on the roof together, and then and he's like still playing around with her because right. he just wants a he's just having fun. And yeah, she like caves and kisses him, and that's when he realizes, fuck. Yeah, this was not what I thought it and, was. Right, and that's when he comes out. A, yeah, a big like falling out argument where he's like shouting, uh, or he like tells her, and then she slaps him, and then he goes off. And yeah. can I say that was a extremely visceral slap? Like, oh my god! Holy a, shit! It was a very very real slap, and followed by some fantastic acting. Yes, very um, good acting of him going off about well, what did you expect? What did you want from me? Right. You're a married woman, and. What did you think was going to happen with this man on the roof? Like, yeah, just um, calling her out on the fact that she wanted to have an affair, right? Kind of because she's bored, a and then now she's insulted because he's not that kind of man. Yeah, and then she goes back and like ruminates and thinks about like what has happened. He goes back to his apartment and starts, starts making, making an omelet. Yeah, just starts making an omelet. Uh, and she comes back over, uh, apologizes. They share the omelet, have a like small conversation together, and then. Um, well, before you get to the uncomfortable part, we should mention the coffee beans. Oh, that was kind of an integral part because he's he's telling a story about how his uh, his grandfather used to get them all to. Grind, grind coffee. This was before the weird scene. Before he yeah, was right. confirmed as gay to her. You're right, right. I'm, I'm only mentioning it because it comes back. Mm-hmm. Because and he said each child would grind it three times. Now you get just right or something like that. If you grind it four, he'd hit you. Yeah, yeah. His, his grandfather was a... Uh, his chased him away when he ground it four times, times. once. Because he liked doing it so much. Yeah, he enjoyed doing that. Nice. <laughs> uh, so, and then they're in the parade. They shoot guns, and he jumps. Yeah, he and he spills the coffee him. everywhere. Yeah, and she's at the door with the landlady, learning that he's anti-fascist, quote unquote. Well, I think it's pretty clear. He has a great line that I wrote down when she confronts him about this being anti-fascist. He said. It's not that he's anti-fascist, it's that fascism is anti-him. Right. 
that and the, the reason I put that in quotations is the landlady says that that's the reason he's a weird person and that she doesn't trust him. Right, right. But um, that's, that's not the whole thing about his personality that uh, that sets people off about him. Also, to, to lighten the mood so we have a hard cut to seriousness, uh, Eli thought... She, the man was stealing butter. <laughs> I gotta call you out. There was, a, Look. there was a, a jar on the mantle. He pulled out a little rectangle that was covered in some gold foil, and my thought immediately went, oh, why do they have pads of butter? And I had to correct his thinking and inform him that that is, in fact, chocolate. Look. And that people don't usually keep pads of butter in a jar on the mantle. We started... <laughs> We started filming this way too early on a Sunday morning. I am sleepy. <laughs> it's still way too early. Are you kidding me? Well, it's noon now, so I'm about that. Look, I don't know what you guys are on, but we can't all sleep in until 11 o'clock, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. I have shit to do. <laughs> Fucking butter. I, mean, hey, I don't know how you do it at your house, but I don't leave butter on my mantle place. Which can't led, which led to a conversation place. about poor people robbing Cracker Barrel of their butter <laughs> in Italy. Uh, okay, do you want to talk about the uncomfortable scene? I don't, but I'll I do feel it. like we should. We've Rip the bait in off, Eli. After they share the omelet, they have a conversation, they get real close, and then uh, quite literally uh, Antoinette Forces herself upon Gabriel. Yes. Uh, and he is very, very clearly uncomfortable and not into it at all. It's almost like he had, for some reason, he has this mentality of, well, she needs this, I guess. Yeah. Which is never a good and, baseline. And locks himself away in his mind. Right. And just kind of, he, he looks like he's having a, a Vietnam flashback. Like it's, That man goes full thousand yard stare. Yeah. And, and it's horribly uncomfortable and it goes on for far too long way too long it's upsetting to watch the longer it went on the more i wanted to walk away from this movie i mean once again that's by design absolutely by design i'm not faulting them for how well they designed the movie i'm faulting the fact that it happened because i didn't like it (laughs) yeah i I think that was the which yeah on my back i don't like it (laughs) i don't like it Yeah, right after it cuts them afterwards, and she's like, that was amazing. He was like, yeah, I guess it was nice. Yeah, he goes, it's not that I can't enjoy it. It's just that I didn't want to. (laughs) He's like, well, I guess. Sure. sure. Glad it was good for you. Glad something happened, I guess. And then she goes back to her life, but she's like clearly still into him. Even though he's given her every sign that says, no, this like, is a mistake. Yeah. Like, stop. You have ruined this. Please. Mm-hmm. What could have been a nice thing. Yeah. Ruined. Poor man was just looking for somebody to talk to and confide in. Because on his last day. We, we, we didn't talk about his uh, his lover or... Yeah, yeah. You, go ahead. Oh, in the, yeah, in, the converse, in the conversation right before uh, she forces herself upon him, uh, he tells her that his previous lover... Um, Mark. Marco, Marco, Marco. was his name, was shipped off to an internment camp, uh, like, fairly recently. Yeah, yeah. And she... Like, a couple months ago. She took, yeah, two months. Because he's been in in this place for two months. Right. And she took that as her sign to make a move, which is absolutely... Wrong on so many levels. God. Um, But... 
it's it sucks. <laughs> like it sucks so bad. I oh man, this. But I I remember that and felt like we needed to talk about that. That he was in a relationship. Yes, and then and is missing this person. Right, and then the end of the movie it ends with her kind of wistfully looking out the window, like reading she, the Three Musketeers. Yeah, she keeps checking on him, like looking like she wants to go back over there. Or is he still there? And it's very well shot because you could see her looking over there and you see bits and pieces of him packing up. Yeah, and he's, yeah, he's he fucking bounces. And I don't blame him. I really don't. It's, There's n- It's hinted at in the beginning of the movie, but yeah, this is pretty much his last day here. Yeah. Yeah. Either either it's implied he was going to kill himself or that he was with the loaded gun thing that he was going to leave the country. Yeah, and I think more he was going to leave the country because he was packing, and right. uh, some guys said that the ferry leaves in three hours, and they just and we we weren't quite sure about that yet though because we all we got was a loaded gun and him signing letters. Well, at the beginning of the movie too, he said when he was on the phone talking to presumably no one and just yeah, because he way of dealing with Marco being gone. Um, it. Sound, he said, I was about to do, as they would say, something, something foolish. Yeah. So he was going to, he was going to kill himself, which is... Which was one of the... <laughs> one of the other harsh topics of the movie. God. I mean, this, this shit... This is a heavy-ass movie. Yeah, it ticked on some really tough stuff. Yeah, for real. Um, oh, boy. All right, so I think we should get to our end segments, and then it ends with him yes. walking into an alley and, and going away. Well, he, he walks away, yes. This, this movie won a lot of awards. Fair enough. Real well. It's, it's well shot, well everything. It's just whoo, heavy subject matter, and I, I do feel like I'm sorry that I brought this up. <laughs> I honestly am. Um, on this stupid little podcast of mine. I'm not worse for having seen it. No. But I wouldn't watch it again. No. I'm I'm really not in the great frame of mind. In the frame of mind where I'd watch this movie repeatedly. Um, but, you know, like Don said, I don't regret having seen it. That being said. Um, uh... Jeez, this movie was, I, it's very mixed in my mind. Um, we'll, we'll get to that part when we talk about our very last segment. But it's, I've never been so conflicted about a movie. Yeah, it's, it's hard to have like yeah a solid one single feeling about this movie and i'm very i'm very glad that this wasn't the very first movie we ever talked about because it, it could not have been no no it wouldn't um anyway let's let's get on to other mini game <laughs> yes let's lighten the mood a bit because who oh boy um let's play our game of higher or lower well you know what we'll start with uh we'll start with xander Xander, what are you thinking? Audience score. I know you saw the critical score, but what do you think? Audience, audience score. Is? I would say. Great score. 
Give me 92. You just have to ruin things for everyone, don't you? Wow, nailed it. That's on the head. <laughs> Got it in one. <laughs> that was what? I guess, too. <laughs> Damn, I'm not even shitting you. Way to go, Xander. <laughs> Alright, well, I guess you win. Game over. <laughs> Fuck me. Game over. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so, what's our final verdict, everyone? Are we going to throw tomatoes, or are we going to keep them in our pocket? Eli! I'm not throwing shit. This was a really well-done movie. Heavy as it was, it was well shot, well cast, well written. And, uh, yeah. It was 100%. very well cast. I yeah. didn't even think about the cast. Yeah. They really got it. It was it was a very good movie. Even if it was, like, tough subject matter and time. Yeah. That doesn't change the fact that this was a fantastic movie. Xander? I'm not going to throw my tomatoes. I mean, it's very well written acted, directed. I mean, I could see why it won everything it did. Yeah. John? Uh, I, at most, would gently roll a tomato towards the screen. <laughs> but that's purely for the uh, discomfort it made me feel. Other than that, I, I'd hold on to my tomatoes. It was, like Eli said, incredibly well cast, well shot. Well directed in general. I mean, the the backing track of the the parade happening over the radio, not and having an actual soundtrack, yeah. just having the radio, just play. having that going. And the fact they did all really this, interesting. The fact they did all this stuff in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 shot it's, better than most movies are today. It's also like very well like progressive for the seventies as well. Yes. Yeah. The way that they. Have, approach the subjects that they were very good we watched the the hd remaster basically um so visually it was a lot better we don't know what it looked like when it was it probably was just as as gorgeous as it was yeah probably just like a little grainier but yes the colors were very nice like the way that the colors came through on the movie were really nice they they made specific things stand out one way or the other and I liked that a lot. Well, for me, I'm I think I'm agreeing with everyone here. Um I'm going to keep my tomatoes with me. Uh, this movie was very very well done and um it's it's kind of a testament to the year it came out 1977 where uh you have this movie where it's really heavy but really well done alongside like Star Wars and Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> I mean, that's a damn good movie. It's, like, it's a fantastic movie. I, this I was, laughed because I was excited to watch that. <laughs> this was a fantastic year of cinema, and this movie really, really this movie just adds to that fact. Um, you realize that this is the one that, with all the other movies that came out, this is the one that won all the awards. Right. Yeah. We, all, all the, it swept all, pretty much all the foreign stuff. Yeah. We saw this one on the list, and we're like, great, we got the one bad movie in 1977. But we really didn't. We were wrong. But we were very, very wrong. Very wrong. <laughs> yes. And as enjoyable as it is to be hideously wrong on this podcast, uh, to be <laughs> wrong and about what was uh, uh, a oh boy. little jarring. Yes, for sure. So, uh, John, plug away. <laughs> yeah. uh, I I stream video games on Twitch uh, three times a week as of right now. Uh, that's my current schedule, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. Um, and 
it's, it's kind of a variety channel. I play whatever I feel like playing. It's twitch.tv slash thebeetlesaurus. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was my cat. Uh, and I'm pretty much, I'm just about everywhere else, Twitter, Instagram, I'm Beetlesaurus there as well. You can see some of my art that I do. Uh, but yeah, that's me. I should also mention that he did the cover image for this podcast. And thank you. I love it. Thank it's you. amazing. I, I love uh, doing it. It gave me something to do for the day. It, it's incredible. Uh, you can find me on my Twitter at uh, ChoNinja21. That is C-H-O-Ninja, two and one. You can also find this podcast on Twitter, and that is Tomatoes Podcast. Uh, I'll try to be better about updating everything there. Um, you can also find this podcast pretty much wherever podcasts are found, uh, particularly on Podbean. That's throwingtomatoespodcast.podbean.com. Uh, you can also find us on Spotify, Apple Music, and Google Play. If you liked this uh, episode, if you liked the podcast, please subscribe, uh, leave a review, five stars, uh, just to help us to beat this algorithm, especially starting out here. Um, also, uh, we will, I'll be releasing a mini-sode, mini-episode, uh, uh, it'll, it'll, it'll either be up by the time you're listening to this or um, afterwards, uh, talking more details on the Patreon, I believe instead of just a little in segment, it deserves its own little thing of just me talking. Um, so you can support the show more directly there. So uh, I think we're back around to you, John. All right. Uh, I already hit the number generator and it's got the year 2006. Oh, you jumped the gun on me. All right, 2006. <laughs> Uh, I did put it in 1929 to 2020. Okay, good. Good, good, good. I did, I did my job. <laughs> Much more recent. Much more recent. Okay, interesting. There's 25 here. Oh, 25. 25. Holy shit, Happy Feet. Superman Returns? <laughs> We're not going to get good ice. Let's go. Oh, Don't get your hopes up. We're not going to get any of these. I'm going to get my hopes up. That's the fun part of this bit. Nacho Libre. Okay. <laughs> Pink Panther. We're, we're going to get some shit. What number do you want? Is it Nacho Libre? It's Superman Returns. Oh, I'll take it. God damn it. Oh, that's the bad one. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is the bad one. <laughs> the solar power. Yes. No, me. no, no. That's Superman. Getting a Superman movie. Good. This is Righteous Retribution. No, that you get. You're thinking of Superman 4. Fuck, you're right. This is the one where... Anyway. We'll get... Mission Impossible 3? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, God. <laughs> so join us next time as we watch the 2006... Disaster that was Superman Returns. Superman's Hell a disaster. Yeah. We'll get into that discourse next episode. Shut the fuck up, John. You don't know what you're talking about. Right here on Throwing Tomatoes.